Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd, and today on The Rock 30, I always love to uh, introduce you to new artists and someone that turned me on to this band known as Thunder Mother uh, that's been on tour with Scorpions, and tonight they've uh, they got their own headlining tour. So first of all, thanks for being on The Rock 30, and introduce yourself. Hi, thanks for having us. I'm Emily, play the drums. I am Mona, I play the bass. Thunder Mother's in, in the house! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing about it is uh, you guys are on tour all over the U.S. with the Scorpions. Unfortunate for uh, Whitesnake, fortunate for you that you get pushed up in the uh, lineup a little higher. So tell me about this, the Scorpions tour, first of all, and how great it's been on this incarnation of that. Yeah, I mean, first of all, when we got the offer, we were just like, oh, my God, this is a dream come true, like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So we need to make this happen, you know. Um, it was not easy. No. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, you know, to be an opening band is not really economically good, you know. Right. Uh, but we, our label has been supporting us so much, AFM in Germany. So it's mo thanks to them we, we can do this at all. Now, have you ever toured in the U.S. at all? Or is this your very no. first time? Wow. No, first time. Like, we, we don't know any... <laughs> Uh, backline techs, uh, tour managers, nothing. So, right. so we had to start from uh, a blank page. Well, if you're going to just do it, just jump right into it with the yeah. big guns, right? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. we felt. Like, we, we, we need were, to make this happen, basically. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, it's going to go so much minus. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the whole visa application process was sweaty least to say like yeah. was yeah. stress a lot of stress around it but now we're here and we're in the middle of the tour and it's just been a blast like and the scorpions are so nice and their whole crew is just so nice and they're treating us like beyond what we could imagine we yeah we get so <laughs> much help and support from them yeah well, as we mentioned, uh, tonight in Austin, where I'm based at here with the show, uh, you're doing your own show here tonight because, you know, instead of taking the day off, you're like, well, let's take advantage of uh, the time we have here. So uh, outside of having, you know, a longer set and you get to do more of your songs, uh, tell me about your own show and, and how that feels a little bit different, especially for, you know, fans that have never seen you guys before. And, you know, what, what can they expect? A lot of energy, yeah. Yeah. like always. That's our thing. And we're having fun. And I mean, uh, the Scorpion set is really tight and we need to be, you know, on time because there's a tight schedule. Right. When we play our own shows, we're a little more relaxed. Yeah. Uh, we take our time and we, yeah, we put some more songs in. Yeah. Yeah, we double the set. Uh, play more Thunder Mother songs, more old, oldie, yeah. the goldies. <laughs> right, right. And um, we take time to talk to the audience. And uh, last show we... Uh, it was a couple of, it was a girl in the audience like, oh, I want to hear uh, Into the Mud. Can you play Into the Mud? Yeah. So we did that song too. So. Yeah. So what are you of kind of finding like, uh, you know, fans that are discovering you for the first time, maybe if they meet you at the merch table at the end of the night? I mean, what, what are they saying after they've seen the show? Are they giving you some feedback on things they like or anything like people that? People are really excited. Like we're surprised, but happy. Like people really like, how did I not know about you before? <laughs> Is this your first time in America? I mean, people are uh, really, uh, yeah, happy. Yeah, happy to discover us. It yeah. feels amazing. 
Well, that's the great thing about my show. I mean, obviously, we get to, to have uh, everyone that, you know, of all walks of life that are here and have huge songs on the chart. But again, my main thing is always, as you said, uh, the power of discovery and, you know, getting your voices out there. And I hope people that are hearing you today, uh, you know, may definitely come out and see you guys if you're going through their city when you play with the Scorpions as well. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of curious, have you noticed uh, the energy of the fans uh, pre-COVID compared to now? Uh, much higher or and maybe even from the band standpoint, because, you know, I have so many people say that, you know, I, I think we had all kind of got to this comfort zone where we were kind of taking live shows for granted, if you will. And then when they were pulled away, we're like, oh, my God. So are you noticing more energy from the fans compared to pre-COVID? Yeah, I, I do. We I do. Yeah. I mean, especially especially this summer on festivals, it really felt like everybody was watching as many bands as they could like because they really had been missing out seeing live show live shows you know um instead of hanging out in a cab just yeah by festival tickets just to hang out in the camp right, <laughs> right. it feels like they they didn't do that this no they summer. <laughs> really prioritized to see bands and yeah. yet the energy is very much more excited it's excited energy that's how mm. i feel but uh, and from us too, I mean, we all really missed this a lot. And finally, things are normal again. Let's hope it stays that way. Um, we all just really missed it. So it's a lot of good vibes yeah, right I now. I think Wacken, the, a very big festival in Germany, uh, I think at that point when we, w we played in front of that audience, that was like, oh, we didn't do this for three years. We right. missed this so much. That was... Yeah. Uh, uh, like a big milestone for us and nice. so uh, uh, so amazing as experience to yeah. to have that after three years well you mentioned something about playing some of the uh, the oldies on these uh, these sets here and and for those of us who don't really know what the oldies are and maybe you know if you could uh, give us a short band history you know to to kind of bring our audience up to up to speed where you guys met and how long you've been together and you know the band was formed in 2009 okay. by Philippe our guitar player uh, and had first album first two albums was released with a different lineup uh, then the whole lineup uh, decided to leave the band wow. so F Philippa uh, Philippa did not feel like quit you know yeah. so she looked for new band members and then she found me on drums and Guernica on vocals and I mean since then Mona joined us last year so you've been with us for one and a half years now yeah, uh, but uh, when you joined the Thunder Mother, uh, we had uh, we we played in a band before that, yeah. with Emily, and we decided to uh, like quit our band, and then you joined Thunder Mother. Yeah. So was the band called Thunder Mother in the yeah. previous version? Yeah. Okay. It's always been the name for the band. Right. Uh, yeah, and then we had when our former bass player left the band, I asked Mona like do you want to learn because she's a guitarist do you want to learn to play the bass and she was just like yeah I, I'll do it so she learned all our songs in two weeks bought a bass and then she was with us on tour and see I mean then we really felt complete like we're a really strong lineup now and it feels so good and we have just released a new album together the fifth studio album nice. of the band and in 2017 when me and Guernica joined the band uh, 
that's where things started to happen because Guernica's voice is just like something yeah. else, you know, mm. really powerful and strong. And I think that's a reason the band really has been growing a lot since yeah, then. Yeah, it really took off uh, when you guys joined the band and you wrote Heatwave. Yeah. Like when Emily and Guernica uh, also wrote the songs, I think that's uh, that's when, when Thanma Mother took off because the songs were so so great like strong songs you're really good songwriters how is the uh how's the transition been to bass for you uh i mean i i'm good at learning uh, new things uh, i studied five years at a university also yeah so i'm uh, i'm good at the art of learning and i know uh, i just need to um put in the uh, the work, right, you know, right. and I only had two weeks before we <laughs> we would leave on tour. So, uh, you know, you just need to um, practice those like 10 plus hours a day then because right. it, you need to learn quick. And uh, I, uh, I always record myself when I'm practicing. Nice. So I played the bass lines and uh, sang my vocal parts at the same time, listen to the recordings and you just find the weak spots. Gotcha. Uh, so you focus on those those uh, low, low hanging fruits mm-hmm. and just practice over again, record again. So you you don't waste time, like not knowing what you need to practice on. Right. You just go straight to the problems. Yeah. <laughs> Mo- Mona is also like, yeah, of course, there's a lot of hard work behind, but you're also a really good musician, like overall. And thank you. Nice. You you really brought more musicality to the band, basically. So. Yeah, we're so happy now, the four of us, to be a strong unit, ready to take over America and the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, leads me into my next question, because, you know, as, as I said, you're learning a lot about the United States being here for the first time. And obviously there's schedules and, and you're on this routine every day. Uh, but I was just kind of curious, you know, before you actually came here and started this tour, you got to prepare yourself mentally, as you said, but, you know, also physically. I mean, is, is there is there something that kind of both of those kind of go hand in hand that's made it a little bit easier just maybe getting yourself prepared before you actually jumped into it yeah i mean we've been touring uh i mean this whole summer so i think that was the best preparation we could have play just play live a lot you know and uh, of course we did a lot of rehearsals for this set that we're playing here uh but yeah also like being a musician is it's kind of like a sport you know you need to take care of your body in every way you can because if you want to last long you know and do this for a long time you need to take care of your body be healthy and you know yeah all that so how did all those bands in the 80s just party like they're crazy as hell and and still live through it all and and like motley Crue's a prime example or scorpions too you know it's like how the hell do they do it we don't know we have no idea we i mean we really like prioritize to sleep good to go to bed in time to not be hangover we play a show don't sound like rock and roll band come on (laughs) now what are you talking about (laughs) we're the like the least partying band in the business right like and and a good good thing thing is uh, uh, like I've been trying out so many uh, gyms here yeah like I need to try out and do a free trial before right. I buy a membership right and we always uh, in a new city with new gyms so I, you can just 
work out for free for oh, two nice. months. You That's just awesome. go to all these different gyms. That's great. So you guys have figured out the system then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think I'm going to Gold's Gym here. There you go. If they have a free trial. What if they hear this interview now and ban you? Like they yeah, put up shout photos out. of Gold's. Do not let this woman tr- try for free. I mean, come on, you're giving them free advertising. They probably yep. welcome you. Yeah. You know? yeah, Planet Fitness is the best. That's they have right. Free, free trials. All right. Well, Planet Fitness, we need you as a sponsor for the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, as you said, this is your fifth album. And as songwriters, obviously, you want to keep evolving and keep getting better and better and better. So is there a secret to what you guys do to, to keep perfecting your songwriting? And, and what do you do to expand on that to uh, just try to keep it? you know, moving to the next level. We always want to develop and try new stuff. I think that's important to always like try everybody's ideas Mm -hmm. because we're all different people with different strengths in songwriting. And I think that's why we have like evolved so much in the songwriting because when we do it together, it's my, you know, the product gets stronger because yeah, we come from different musical backgrounds and, when we just put everything on the table, it, somehow it it's a lucky shot, you know. So, yeah. but we all also like to to try and write with different songwriters as well, and that that has also been really helpful because you learn so much by working with other people and see how they work and everything. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, I think a lot of that's really good to uh, to keep everything open because some people are so inclusive that they don't want anyone from the yeah. outside coming in. But I think what your approach is, is, is definitely working well for you. Right now we're focusing on writing strong songs. Like, you know, we, we want every song, we want to work on every song like it's going to be a single, you right, know, right. to make it as strong as possible on its own. Um, but, I mean, I... I kind of long for, you know, in a couple of years, maybe, hopefully we have a big career when we can actually try different stuff where you don't have the same pressure to make hit songs or whatever. We could try like any (laughs) kind of things we want, you know. Yeah, like David Bowie, go disco. There yeah, you go. There exactly. You go. Like, <laughs> or you could do an ABBA cover too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, the opportunities are endless. And being the musicians we are, I think when we play together, it's always going to sound Thunder Mother, no matter what we do or play. Because we do, we have our own individual sounds and put together, that. that's what Thunder Mother is, you know. It's such a great name for a band, too. I'm, I'm really surprised that someone hasn't named their band Thunder Mother, because, I mean, it just sounds like a good time, a party, just a, just rock, you know? I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, right on Thunder Mother, you know? I mean, it's just seem. I'm, I'm really surprised someone hasn't had that name before. It's so unique. I love it. I think there was a band in the 70s, though, but really? I haven't heard them, to be honest. But, yeah. yeah, it's a good name. It really, I mean... It says what it is, like thunder, classic rock. Yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. and their mothers. And yeah. Right, right, totally. Power and yeah, I mean, we're a fe- all, an all-female rock band, so... Right. Yeah. The thing you said about, uh, you know, writing a lot of singles, uh, writing songs as if they would all be a single. Obviously, you guys have been putting out a single, and then maybe a month or two later, you put out another and another. And there's been a lot of debate on how, you know, about releasing music, not only for rock, but, you know, pop, hip-hop, country, everything. Uh, what seems to work the best for you? Is it, you know, putting the entire album out there and, and have at it? Or are you finding that fans like it more just to kind of have something that keeps taking them along? Because once you got the whole album out, then it's there it is. You know, you don't yeah. really, you got to work on having something else because people's, 
you know, concentration level is so fast and all they yeah, want it, yeah. want it, want it. So what's been working the best for you? I mean, I think always the first single we release from a new album is the one that's doing best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like on Heatway, we had Driving in Style as our first first single. And yeah, that's our biggest hit right now. And uh, for this uh, Black and Gold album, we released Watch Out. And I think that's the one that has, but obviously it's been out more longer than the other songs. So it obviously has more streams, but it feels like people are excited when there's been, you know, a gap of no new music and then we finally yeah. release something, then there's definitely some extra hunger and excitement there. Uh, but we haven't really, I mean, for this album, we decided to release one single a month okay. until the album was released. Um, we maybe regret it uh, a bit because we, you need to <laughs> do a music video for every yeah. single. Right. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah, right. And uh, if we're touring all the time, it's uh, it's hard to produce music videos. Right, so we I'm had sure. to like film, film us doing random <laughs> at uh, Wacken and yeah. Copenhagen like running around like yeah yeah okay that's the video that's a single video that's hilarious <laughs> so uh, you know tonight and, and other headlining shows when you're doing uh, songs that aren't on your typical set list when you're playing with the Scorpions and then you see a reaction to uh, a song that really goes over amazing that you're not doing on your set list with with the bigger crowds do you ever take that into consideration going like wow you know that that song really went over well in Austin. Maybe we should do that tonight and and replace this song with that song. Or is the set list pretty much set in stone with Scorpions? Yeah, it's set because we know it's 40 minutes and it's a comfort and we have like a good routine of it now. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, in other life, of course, if we see that one of our songs are being extremely appreciated, then we always... Uh, have that in mind when we do new set lists, for example, and stuff like that. Uh, but we always want to keep, you know, a good like uh, energy level through through it all. So we don't have too many mid-tempo songs after each other. We want to mix a fast song with a mid-tempo song, and you know, to kind of keep the keep it interesting. So when you guys are in the studio, are you, are you one who uh, likes to write while you're in the studio? Or you, do, do you uh, kind of have all your demos done, you rehearse, you're ready to go in there and knock them out so you can get back on the road? Do you, do you like to spend a lot of time in the studio? I mean, I know some bands like, I want to get in, record it, and get the hell out of there. I think we're different in the band. I know Guernica is not really enjoying studio time that really? much, uh, but I really do. But we mostly have the demos uh, set when we enter the studio. And that's, you know, because it costs a lot of money to be in a studio. Sure. So, But, you know, stuff always happens when you're in that creative mode in the studio. So it's rarely that the songs end up just as the demos. We always come up with some small different kinds of stuff or our producer wants to add another part or there's always stuff happen happening with the songs when we record them. So we can prepare learning the demos but then we you we always need to keep in mind that we need to be able to improvise a right, lot absolutely. as well I and i love key. that actually to be in the moment being creative and to see a, a songs and an and full album grow you know well being kind of the rhythm section i mean obviously you guys probably work a little closer just because you know you're you're creating these rhythms i mean do do they have a lot of stuff kind of written down maybe lyrically or on guitar parts or do you just kind of come in with maybe a a bass and a drum part and, and kind of start from there 
I mean, we both help with everything in songwriting. We're both like, I'm also an old guitarist, actually, really? from the beginning. Yeah. So we, we sing a lot too. We sing a lot of backing vocals. That's great. Yeah. So I mean, lyrics, melodies, we, we write everything together. We could come up with guitar riffs as well. And yeah, it's just a mix of all ideas on the table. And then we try everything and pick what we like. So it sounds like you guys are multi-talented and you can add, you know, like a lot of different things, which I think is amazing, especially when it comes to vocals. I mean, because, you know, if, if you can get these harmonies going or backup vocals, I mean, I, I think that's just really strong when almost everyone in the entire band can at least add something to it vocally. I mean, has that been working well for you guys like that? Yeah, yeah, very, very good. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, since Mona joined, you and Philippa do the backing vocals really good live like they sound really good yeah. I, I don't want to sing when I play drums unfortunately right. <laughs> but yeah. I could always put down some tracks like in the studio like when you're recording yeah. yeah absolutely it's fun well let's uh, let's talk about Watch Out um, obviously this is uh, a great radio song we've been playing it a little bit on the Rock 30 and obviously nice. we'll, we'll continue playing it for our, our radio stations that are, are running our show today but uh, maybe give us a little background on this song before we actually play it today we needed a fast song like we had been writing some mid-tempo songs and that let's just write something really fast and uh so uh we came up with the riff and then i mean it's kind of a crazy song because yeah. it goes from half tempo to full tempo back and forth and right. i'm doing this crazy zeppelin inspired <laughs> groove in the verses and then it's more like motorhead style <laughs> yeah choruses but i mean when we wrote it was just like this is a weird song but we kind of like it and it, it just kept growing on us. And then when we had recorded all the songs, we just felt like Watch Out should be the first single because it's, yeah, it, it has something different about it. It's a little more, it's unique. And the first person to really kind of explained this to me was Vinnie Paul of, of Pantera. He was like, he's like, dude, we can play some of the heaviest stuff. He's like, but I've got this groove, you know, as a drummer. I mean, do you, do you find yourself do you, just pounding it really hard to be with the rock aggression? Or do you find kind of like having this, this rhythm to what you're talking about a little bit as a drummer as well? Yeah, I'm definitely more of a groover. Yeah. Like, and I, I love that about that. that you can <laughs> mix the two, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And I'm very much that type of less is more drummer. Like John Bonham is my biggest main influence. And yeah. I mean, he could just play one groove like over and over again, like in Kashmir, for example. But right. yeah. And I really enjoy that types of stuff too. Like just something really groovy and just be in that groove for a long time. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's also fun to, to play some crazy stuff as well, but not overdoing it, I guess. It needs to be like plain, pure rock and roll, you know. I saw this video I'd never seen before. I saw it a couple of days ago, and John Bonham was actually playing on this little kid's like toy drum kit. Mm -hmm. But even that sounded <laughs> yeah. freaking amazing. I'm like, how is he taking this little teeny drum kit? He's just, you know, hitting it perfectly. Yeah. Just, what a legend, man. Yeah, geez, he's so good. Yeah. Talking about the videos that you said you had to do with each single, I, I love the video for Watch Out. You know, you got this awesome classic Chevy convertible in there. You girls are driving around. Yeah, we thought like, oh, we need a cool car that's always good for a music video and uh, then we know a person who has this uh, huge LED uh, green screen studio okay so we we just uh, oh how can we how can we make this work we need a yeah. car and we need a like fat green screen studio yeah. with Marshall amps <laughs> in the back and uh, fire <laughs> I mean we basically just 
felt like we wanted to do a video that looked really good like yeah. Yeah. that looked really cool and the video producer is really good at i mean shooting cars and and the action kind of stuff so he it was just perfect to do a car video together with him and as you said keeping it simple sometimes is exactly it i mean I, it's a great video i mean and with the green screen and, and the fire and the, and the amps and everything is awesome but like i said it at the end of the day it's 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 kind of simple and pure and cool it looks like you're just having a good time and yeah. just just a good little rock mm-hmm. anthem if you will so it looks yeah. like it was a lot of fun shooting that one yeah it was fun yeah I mean, it was fun it was really it was cold uh, though I oh mean, yeah d- dangerous <laughs> yeah yeah but you know we recorded it in march in sweden and I, wow. that's basically basically winter and that car did not have a roof (laughs) so and was blowing really the wind was so cold when we drove yeah um so yeah i i lost my eyesight at the end and you stopped answering yeah (laughs) so we thought like and you then you started to take off your clothes and we were like oh now she come she came to this point where she is close to death when you feel warm instead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is it called? Like hypothermia? Yeah, uh, hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. yeah, of course, we always risk our, we happily risk our, our lives to make a good Giving video. it all to rock and yeah, roll, yeah. right? Well, that uh, that leads me to my uh, kind of next to last question here about your motto, you know, that you put in your, in your bios. Like, you know, yeah. we fight for rock and roll. And yeah. obviously, you know, going to extremes like that, what you do to your body just to get yeah. a video. But maybe talk Talk about that motto a little bit and what it means to you guys personally. We've had that motto in the band since 2017 when we released the song. And I mean, it's it's definitely about not giving up. And we, you know, through these years, we've been like having, we've been given opportunities to show that we mean it. Like in the pandemic, we were, I think, one of the very, very few bands touring, like maybe the only band touring. We actually toured in the pandemic, like... small small shows for in front of like maximum 20 50 people and we had you know we did two shows in a day to to accommodate yeah yeah, and and we had a fire truck that we had as stage we played on the roof of a (laughs) fire truck so we could have shows outside like anywhere like a mobile stage basically so I mean, and that was, I think many people then realized that we really work hard and that we really, we really do fight for rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Many, most of the bands uh, seem to not wanting to uh, shrink down their production during the pandemic because you could still play for 50 people. And it seems like you figured it out perfectly. Yeah. And also you're making a little spectacle also. It's like not everybody gets to drive out in a fire truck and do a show, you know. (laughs) We were kind of crazy doing that. (laughs) but uh, uh, We never knew if the next show was going to happen, basically. But... Well, that's a good way to go into it. I mean, like you said, just keep fighting. And now that you're on this big stage with the Scorpions, you got a chance to prove yourself. People realize that we we are a band that you can trust. Yeah. And I think uh, we gain a lot of respect in the industry for doing that. That's good. Well, uh, to close out the show today, obviously we've talked about Watch Out. So I'm going to let each one of you pick another one of your songs uh, that we can play on the show today as well. And uh, maybe tell me tell me the title first and then why you chose it. I choose Loud and Free. That's okay. my favorite of the album. It's a, it's a song, if you're driving a car... Uh, you're gonna get very heavy on the foot. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I absolutely. Like a song. Pedal to the metal is what we call it. Yeah, like pumping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You're gonna pop a beer. You're gonna drink a lot of beer when you hear that song. 
Can't wait to play it. How about you? I'm going to pick Hot Mess, one okay. of the ballads of the album, and it's in 6-8, which is a groove I really enjoy to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's a nice, catchy ballad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 hope you guys enjoy it. It's about finding love, basically. You know, yeah. finding that one person you can be yourself with right. that loves you no matter what, you know. Nobody's perfect, but Nobody's everybody perfect. deserves love. There's a lot of hot messes out there, including yeah, myself. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for being on The Rock 30 today. I can't wait to, uh, you know, for the fans to hear this, and hopefully they'll see you on this tour. And, and then maybe next time you come back on your own thing, yeah. uh, we'd love to, to get you back on here and, and talk about the updates and, and what's going on in 2023 for you. We would love to be back. Thank you for having us. We will be back. Watch out for Thunder Mother. <laughs>